right, well, let's get into the, the whole race thing. Um, I feel like I have enough energy now to really make a race recap and um, kind of go over all the details. So I, I guess just jumping into it, going into the race, I was nervous. I just really didn't know if I would be able to complete this. The longest distance I had covered up until this point was 31 miles. So it, you know, it's a lot more miles. That's like a third of, it's not even quite a third of, of this race. So I was nervous of if I could do it. I just didn't know what to expect. Um, going into it, I had uh, just kind of like one promise to myself, and that is I would not quit on myself. So like if there's some type of serious injury or something like that, you know, it is what it is. Or if I don't make the distance in the cutoff time, which is 32 hours, then like I was going to be okay with that. I just was not going to willfully quit because it felt too hard for me. Um, that was a promise I had going into it to myself. So it starts at 6 a.m. You know, everyone lines up maybe like, I don't know exactly how many, like maybe 30 people, something like that. And um, National Anthem goes, you know, clock hits six um, and, and then we know we're off. <laughs> It's, it's dark at 6 a.m. so I started running with a <clears throat> with a headlamp and you know starting off is obviously just the weirdest feeling ever because in my mind I'm just like well I feel great like I'm so energized like I got this and then at the same time it's like well you got 99 more miles to go so like maybe let's not get too crazy here uh, and like you know four and a half miles in so currently four miles in it's starting to get daylight out and trail mix time i feel really good right now i've just been pacing myself while walking hills um yeah only uh 96 more miles to go nice i'm feeling really good the sun's starting to come up um it's a little bit more daylight i'm keeping my pace i feel like i'm keeping my pace pretty slow like i'm not going fast at all i'm just one foot in front of the other real slow real careful and feel good about my pace i'm trying to keep on top of my uh, nutrition and hydration so i i think i was eating trail mix to start off with i made my own trail mix with like a bunch of different nuts i put a ton of cranberries and a ton of m&ms in uh, just for my carbohydrate intake because it needs to be something that i enjoy eating because like after a certain amount of miles, like my stomach just starts getting real messed up and food starts looking real disgusting. So it needed to be something that I liked the taste of, something that like triggered my brain to be like, eat more of this. Um, so the M&Ms and the cranberries were in there that had that sweetness to make me like, want to eat it. So I started off with that. Feel real good. Like I remember having a thought at like mile four and a half and <laughs> just thinking like, man, this is awesome, feel good. Uh, <laughs> it's just like 96 more miles to go you know this isn't bad you know feeling real good right now um, the first five miles of the race is over some you know trails it's a little bit rolling a couple hills but um, nothing like super crazy and then after that first five miles then you hit from like mile five to I'm gonna say like 13 maybe 14 it's becomes like a flat towpath. So it's just flat crushed gravel, um, real easy. So I try to keep a pretty decent pace. I was probably doing like a 10 minute mile, something around there 
for most of that towpath. And then after that towpath, then you get into um, this, like the actual trail part, like the hard trail part. And that lasts from mile, mile 13, let's say, to mile 25 and a half. Um, so it's probably about a 12 mile stretch of, of like actual trail with a, you know, a good amount of elevation change. So right now, shouldn't be making this video right now, but it's got a significant hill. Um, you can kind of see behind me. Oh, maybe not. But it goes on pretty long, fairly steep. And that is what the whole loop consists of. So it's like a 25 mile loop that's actually like 25 and a half, maybe 26 miles. Because uh, it's really hard to get a trail race to be exactly 100 miles. It's, it's just too difficult just because of the nature of trails. So usually it ends up being like a little bit more um, than the actual 100. So I think the total distance probably came out to at least 102, maybe 104, something like that. Uh, so, so our, you know, the towpath feels good. Keep that solid pace, um, keep my hydration up, my nutrition and get into uh, the actual hill part and everything is like good like it's it just it's nice to just exert myself at this point however i feel a little bit um it's kind of like this looming sense of of how much i have to do but overall i'm just like really enjoying myself um you know do some of the hills and the climbs and weave around all the stuff um you know cross the finish line to complete my first loop and you know, refill all my supplies, my water and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm just kind of refilling everything. And um, I think I changed socks at this point. I'm pretty sure I did. Um, changed socks. And as I'm changing my socks, getting ready to go back out for my second loop, I'm just like kind of overwhelmed by this feeling of like, man, like I, like the first loop felt good. It, it really did. But my, my knees were already hurting. My hips were hurting. Um, I already could just, you know, feel just that general ache of, of running, if you know, for that distance, because it pretty much is like a marathon. So like I already was feeling kind of beat up and it was like a little discouraging because I was like, man, I don't think I should be feeling this beat up on the first loop like i'm a i'm a quarter of the way through so like i was kind of hoping i wouldn't feel this beat up already so i finished first loop um like five hours and 40 minutes i think it was slightly longer than 25 miles <sighs> felt pretty beat up towards the end of it and then um having the aid station there a lot of people kind of get you going a little bit more Took a second and change my socks, um, refuel, drink some pickle juice. <sighs> Hills. Um, feel a lot better now. Yeah. What, like 73 miles ago? Not so bad. Um, and I started feeling this a little bit discouraged about just everything, you know? I'm just like, man, I gotta go back out and do another one, another one, another one. So. You know, I finally, you know, got all my stuff together, got out, started going out in the second loop, um, and you know, took it easy on the first mile. And I put my headphones in. I have headphones with me. And I put my headphones in, 
and started listening to uh, my favorite music artist, Seven Lions. <clears throat> I think it's like electronic music that just like it, it just like hits me right in my soul. It just, you know, you could say get me, gets me in my feels and just, I don't know, it just really resonates with me a lot, just like emotionally. And I'm listening to the music as I'm running and, and it just, I don't even know how to describe it. It just starts to transform my mood, you know, because I normally don't train with music intentionally because I think it's good just to mentally strengthen myself in that way. And then it makes that when I do introduce music, it kind of like hits harder because it's not something I'm used to. It, it can boost me up a little bit more. And I'm running this beautiful, like the whole course is beautiful. And, and, and I'm running this beautiful scenery, listening to Seven Lines. Um, and I just start thinking about all the reasons that I'm running this race, like why am I doing this? Um, and, and just imagining myself like finishing and, and pushing through and all this. And as I'm thinking about all these things, it's just like I get hit with this, you know, incredible wave of joy. Cause this is one of the things I love about long races is it starts to heighten everything. Like everything is super heightened. So like your highs are very high. Your lows are very low and you have to really dig deep to get through those real deep lows but you also hit these highs that like you just don't get in everyday life so like the just like the joy and the gratitude that i'm out here and i'm able to do this and i'm partaking in this incredible experience like this it just skyrocketed me way up in, in combination with the music and i just became so happy and so grateful um and i just started crying like i just like just crying thinking like crying tears of happiness of just like so happy that I'm here that I'm doing this that I'm out here I'm pushing myself um and I had to slow my pace down for a little while because it's just hard to run and cry at the same time and yeah so I kind of I don't know how long I cried it was, it was like a decent amount of time right you know I was just having some tears and stuff and that actually just completely shifted my focus I felt so um, like once I got done crying, I just felt so dialed in, like, so just on point. It's like the power of mood where I've, like something I've really learned just for life in general, like feeling down and depressed, anything like that, use these tools, whether it could be like music or, you know, I don't know, gratitude practice, whatever it is. These things are, are like supercharged. They're like, they're like little power boosts. Cause like if you're in a, a depressed down state, and you just like try to sludge through life, you can probably do it, but it's gonna be super hard. What will actually help more is changing the physiology and the mindset of it. Because if you can do things that make you happy, it's just small little things, whether it's music, gratitude practice, whatever, these will boost happiness. It makes life just so much easier to get through because it's coming from a good mental state. And seeing that there actually are things that can be done to um, enhance it and pull pull us out of those deep darker moments um, so I feel like that was just a valuable lesson that like feeling bad or depressed like outside of like super chemical imbalances in the brain and stuff like that there are methods that can be used to pull oneself out of that um, it was it was very interesting and just seeing how that transformed that second loop finished it in re uh, really good time I was super happy and even though it's not the best idea I was trying to move a little bit fast because I thought if I can kind of knock out my first three loops in decent time, then you know that makes it no matter how hard the fourth loop is, I can probably get through it. That's debatably a bad strategy, but it just was what I felt like I should go with at the point. So I finished my second loop, um, and I'm pretty worn out because I'm already um, I'm hit. I'm at my PR now. I've never run this far in my life, 
So I'm sitting at around 50 miles and, and I'm starting to feel it. Uh, like, like when I go through the aid station at the, at the, um, end of the loop, like start finish line, I just, it's starting to become hard to really like do things that I want. Unfortunately, the aid station workers, like they are the best, most helpful people. Like I literally came in and the, actually the winner from last year's um, race, the person who won that, that race last year, he was there helping out and I like crossed the finish line. He's like, hey, what do you need? And I you know, I just said I need some water and like this type of food and stuff. And he fills up my water bottles. He fills up my pack. He gets me the food that I asked for. And I just have to just stand there and you know just focus on what I'm going to do next. Um, he does all that for me, gives me my pack, put it on, gives me my food, you know, just incredibly helpful, amazing people. It just can't say enough good things about how awesome the people there are. And, you know, and at this point in my mind, I'm starting to think like, okay, like I'm at 50 miles, I'm at this halfway point, And I still feel pretty good. Like my body hurts, like 100% this hurts, but I feel good. All right. So... I am on my third lap of four. Uh, whew. Man, I'm, I think I'm sitting at, uh, hard for me to do math at this point, to be honest. Like numbers, like I have a hard time um, completely understanding numbers. Like I'm trying to like do some like addition. So I set out on the third loop and, and like my confidence has definitely gone up. And I start, you know, I, I draw a lot of like inspiration from different people and different runners and different tactics that people use because in a race this long, honestly, like at least for me, like I have to start employing some crazy tactics to, to make it through because there's a lot of mental ups and downs. So there is, some of this stuff is going to sound super weird and I recognize that it's just like super weird, but it's just like, you got to do some crazy stuff to get your mind through this. So um, uh, one of the problems I was having was cramping in my, my quads, my hip flexors and my, I should know this since I'm a fitness coach, but like the inside of your thigh, I think it's maybe the, the adductors, maybe it's either adductors or abductors. I think it's the adductors, but, uh, I, I was hitting like some pretty bad cramping in it. And it's just like, like, you know, some shots of pickle juice helped a little bit, but like, it's, it's not really going away. You know, it's it it can be kind of fended off for a little bit but it, it just keeps coming back so i just started making friends with the cramps and i started just talking to them as i was run so like my quads would start cramping up and be like oh hey quad cramp like you know hey how you doing um like look i you know do your thing you do what you got to do i'm just gonna keep running keep pushing through but listen you stay as long as you'd like i'm just gonna keep doing my thing all right cool you know and i would just kind of do some version of that for whatever cramp i was feeling uh, which, you know, sounded crazy, but you know, there wasn't really anyone around. There's usually a good amount of distance, um, between, you know, me and like the people in front and behind or whatever. So, you know, I was just kind of talking to myself. Um, and in general, I talked to myself a decent amount on this run because what I also found is, you know, there's always going to be some kind of chatter with the brain. And if, if I don't feel that chatter, my brain will start filling up that chatter with whatever it wants. So like, I'll be running and just be like, if, I don't, if I'm not filling up that blank space, then it will just start saying things like, man, this hurts. I'm feeling tired. I don't think I can do this. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna make it. You know, that's what it starts filling it up with. It's like this more negative stuff. But if I actively decide that I'm gonna fill this space with what I want, 
um, and I would just start going through things of of like, all right, look, I got this. Like, you know, think about the, you know, the 50K that I did, you know, you ran 31 miles, you made it through all this and it was difficult terrain. And, I, <clears throat> and I'm just becoming my own hype, man. I'm just like pumping myself up. I'm just like, no, you got this. Like, you know, you are, you are different. You are special. You can do this. And just trying to do everything I can to just really instill confidence in myself that like, I can do this, just keep pushing. And, and I, one of the things I noticed was there was almost two um, two aspects of myself, um, almost like like splitting a personality. Where, especially as I got deeper into the race, there would be like the I would say like lower aspect part of me, which had all those negative thoughts. Um, always like was just running, discouraged, focused on the pain, and like kind of like just wanting out of the situation. And then there was like the higher version of me, which is like I feel this pain, I feel all this, but I am strong, I am capable, I can do this. And there was like these, so there were like these two versions and I started um, observing which one was taking control at what time. So like, I would just kind of be going, I would be feeling real good. And then I just kind of observe like, well, okay, who's in control right now? And it would be like the lower aspect of me that it's just kind of discouraged by the whole process. And I'd be like, no, no, no. Like you can, you can just be a part of me and that's fine. But like right now I need this higher aspect of me to drive the vehicle. Like, well, this is who I, this is what I need to get through this loop right now. So I would, I would like mentally try to switch to this like higher version of me to take control so that like I started feeling better. And it sounds funny, but like it, it just kind of worked. Um, and maybe just like the intentionality of like, okay, I'm gonna embody this higher aspect of me that's like, you know, really pushing through and can do this. Maybe that, I don't know, that just helped my brain switch gears. So if I started feeling down, I would try to like switch gears into this other thing. And it actually, you know, worked pretty well. Um, so like, you know, I'm into the third loop, feeling good, running pretty good still. <clears throat> and it's going to be getting dark soon. So, you know, I have my headlamp with me um, and all that. And I'm, you know, running. And I, I, get, a mo I get some cell phone reception in the one area I was in. <clears throat> so I look at the forecast and it was... Um, rain starting at like 10 or 11. So I was like, ah, cause this was like a rookie mistake. I did not plan for rain. Even though I knew there was a chance of rain, I just kind of forgot about it. Didn't bring any rain gear with me. So I was like, man, this isn't like a great spot. Um, and the rain was gonna hit before I was done with the loop. That was for sure. And it was already like pretty much dark then at this point. So I'm, I'm running and I finally make it to the next aid station and I asked them for a trash bag. So fortunately I had an extra trash bag and I, I rip a hole in the top and then a hole in the side. So I'm just gonna wear this thing, you know, like a jacket basically. Um, so I you know, rip the holes in it, have it in my pack. You know, feel a little bit better about everything. Like, okay, well, at least I have something that's like waterproof that can kind of help a little bit. And, you know, keep on running, keep moving. Um, full on dark at this point now, I got my headlamp on starts sprinkling a little bit as like 10 p.m. or so something like that and I'm like okay they're like the sprinkles isn't bad and it does this for a while so I'm like man if this is all it does like I can live with this it's not super miserable it's just like a light rain um and then like maybe like 11 11 30 it just starts pouring rain like pouring rain like 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 you know if you've ever seen like a like a radar type thing I would maybe say some of it was like dark green 
um, to like, it was at least like a darkish green, not like super dark, but it, it was decent rain. It was pretty consistently heavy rain. Um, the trail sections helped a little bit because the trees kind of broke it up. So it's not just pouring down. But I put my trash bag on, uh, which actually helped keep me warm as well. That was like important when we get hypothermia uh, out there. So like, had my trash bag on, and you know it it worked. Um, but it just kept raining and kept raining and kept raining, and it's just pouring rain still. So like several hours later, I come to the end of my third loop, and it's still pouring rain. So like, I think it was. Um, it was maybe a little after 2 a.m. that I finished my third loop and it's just been raining hard for a while. So like everything is just muddy. I mean, super muddy. So like all of these super long hills like that are, that are trails, it, it's just like, just mud. And like lower parts of the trails are like flooding. There's big puddles in them. It's really hard to maneuver up hills because it's so slick. And I have trail shoes, but the problem is my trail shoes fit a little bit tight. And at this point, my feet are very swollen. So even my, my normal shoes that fit like just beautifully, I have to keep like loosening my laces more and more to kind of accommodate the swelling. So I was like, man, I don't want to put on my trail shoes. Like, and, and it's like, I kind of ha at least have some momentum going with the shoes I have on now. Like it's going to be slippery, but I'm just going to keep wearing them. And you know, I have to, I, I, I was parked pretty close to the um, start finish line. So, you know, before I went out on my fourth loop, I had to go get something for my car. So I go to my car, um, I get a few things and it's just pouring rain down. I and mean, like, I don't know, I don't want to say I necessarily considered it heavily, but it was a thought that entered my mind where it's like, man, you can just get in your car right now and just close the door, get dry, you know, sleep for a little bit, you know, hydrate. You can just, this all can be over right now if you just get in your car, close the door, done with it. Um, and that like entered my mind at least. And I was just like, ah, like, it'd be so beautiful to do that right now, but like, I can't. I've, you know, three laps in, I, this is my final lap. I can't, I just can't do that. So, you know, I, get all my stuff together and I start going out um, and I would walk about the first mile uh, of my fourth loop just I'm, at this point my stomach's pretty messed up so the only thing I can really eat or I can't really eat the only thing I can really have that has calories is um, like a can of coke so like for I've just been drinking cans of coke sprite like whatever just some type of calories and carbs and since it's liquid, it's about the only thing that like really is sitting okay. It doesn't make me want to vomit. So, you know, I drink my Coke and, you know, start trying to run a little bit. And I'm just, I just feel just destroyed. Like, honestly, like completely destroyed. And, you know, walking up the hills and stuff, I'm still keeping a decent pace. Um, I feel beat up. But I'm keeping a, like a good pace that I'm happy with overall. And I, you know, keep moving, keep moving get through the, you know, about half of the first loop um, and the rain slows down uh, significantly. Like it's not really raining much at this point, but everything's still just super wet um, and puddles and I'm running with my headlamp, you know, still. And it's really hard because just the, um, the headlamp, you know, isn't like super illuminating. So I was like, I'm 
it's kind of hard to see in addition to everything being slick and wet and i'm also like i've almost fallen asleep standing up so like if you've ever been driving and really tired where your eyes like close and you like go through a quick second of sleeping and you like wake up like that i'm just doing that continually over and over again while i'm running and and it's just kind of like messing with my head my eyes i just can't like focus my eyes at this point just i think from like sleep deprivation and just exertion um i, I my depth my depth perception is messed up so like i can look with my headlamp you know at a trail and i can't tell if it's at a steep incline or flat like i i can't tell the difference it i can, the only way i can kind of tell is uh, just how by how difficult it feels like am i breathing really hard then this might be an incline um, and if I'm not breathing super hard, then I'm like, okay, I think I'm on a flat section right now, but I just, I can't like tell with my eyes. I hallucinated a little bit. Um, not like things were like just appearing in the trail that weren't there, but like I would look at something like, um, at one point I looked off the edge of the trail and it looked like there was a guy kneeling with the camera with one of those long lenses. So like, I thought, oh, you know, races have photographers sometimes. So like maybe he's taking pictures of the runners. And like I almost waved to him, and then I did like a double take, and it was just like a log, just like a log that had like a little piece jutting out from it. I had stuff like that happen, you know, like maybe four or five times probably, uh, where I just like kind of hallucinated a little bit, um, which didn't like really bother me because it just would be something I had to double take, and then like, oh, that's not there. So I, you know, I'm just trudging along, just really feeling it, and, um, probably um i guess i kind of forgot to mention too like around mile 80 um so like i was five miles in the last loop i get like a really it feels like a bad cramp on my left shin like down the front of my left shin um it just feels like it's completely cramped or like the muscle is just locked like it's just cramping constantly and i kind of tried to stretch it out a little bit and just wasn't going away um and i just gave up i was like whatever i'm just gonna have to run you know like run with it just cramping like this um and it just felt like that for the remainder like the last 20 miles it just felt like that and you know like i'm over halfway now through the fourth loop and i just hit the wall like the you know it's called the wall for a reason you just feel like you can't do anything like my body just isn't responding anymore um like i with i was beginning to think something was wrong with me um because i probably have i maybe have 10 miles left at this point but it's just like i have to run for a little bit and i'm just like exerting all of my willpower that i can just like gotta keep going gotta keep going gotta keep going i'm just like forcing myself to just like slowly jog forward and it's you know they don't have to like stop and walk for a little bit and i make myself jog for a little bit longer and just like the whole time fighting like this voice is like just stop just rest for a while um because i just know i can't just stop you know i need to keep moving or my body's gonna start locking up and i get to you know i think i'm within five miles of um maybe like six miles of the finish line and i'm just and then the wall just becomes doubly worse i just am like i at this point i can walk a few steps and i start getting out of breath um like just the act of walking it feels like i'm sprinting and and i almost thought there might be something wrong with me you know just like starting to get really unreasonable in my mind and i just couldn't regulate my emotions i was like man i don't know if something's like seriously wrong with me because like i would try to take a breath in and it just like 
it felt like I was breathing through a straw kind of, like I couldn't get a full breath in. It just was super unsatisfying. It was like someone was keeping me from breathing in completely. And I was just completely just out of breath from walking and I would like sit on the side of the trail for a little bit, try to like get my breath back and drink some water, but my mouth was dry no matter what I drank. It just, it just felt continually dry. And <clears throat> I'm just trudging along so slow at this point. Um, I mean, it just so slow, like I'm walking 25, maybe 30 minute mile. Like I think I hit a 30 minute mile at one point. And that was like me just like trying to push myself as hard as I could get, like trying to move my body as much as I could. And just like, there becomes a point where mind over matter doesn't work and your body just starts like, sh like no, we're done, stop. Um, and I was just at this point, but I still had, you know, like five more miles to go. And I was like, man, I don't know if I keep going this slow, like I might not make the cutoff time because I'm, I'm at like a good time right now. I'm making good time. But I'm like, man, if I'm just doing these insane minute miles like even and towards the end i was like man i might even like i might even take an hour to do a mile if i keep this up like i might have to crawl at this point um and i'm just really struggling and uh a woman comes running behind me well running she's like you know power hiking kind of at this point she was doing the 50 miler so you know she's been through all the mud and the rain and stuff like that um and it was like for sure hurting, you know, to, uh, to some extent, like she's for sure hurting. And um, she's like, hey, you all right? I was like, oh, you know, I don't remember exactly what I said, but it was kind of like sorta, you know, not, not really, but like sorta. And she's like, do you have a pacer or anything? I'm like, no, no, it's just me out here. Um, and like a pacer is like usually someone who's not actually running the race, but is like running with a, a runner to like just help keep them moving, like a friend or something. Um, so she's like, hey, you know, like, you know, what's up, you know, how are you feeling and everything? I'm like, yeah, not great. And um, and she actually slows down and she starts walking with me for a little bit. She's like, yeah, well, you know, because I, I want to get to the next aid station and just like take a quick nap. I thought that might recharge me a little bit. Um, so she's like, hey, just follow me and like try to keep up with me and we'll get to that next aid station. Um, and she, you know, I can't even really talk at this point. Like I can't speak and... Um, so she's just kind of like talking, filling the air, like lighting the mood, offering some words of encouragement. Um, and that's one of the like coolest moments that, um, just about like the trail running community, ultra community that like, it's one of those things that like I just won't forget probably ever of just someone who like she was hurting for sure. She wanted to finish, but she's like, oh, you know, let me slow down for a second, help this person out because they seem to be struggling really bad. You know, she didn't know me at all. Um, just like a super kind thing to do. She stuck with me for a while, um, got me fairly close to the aid station and then kind of like went off, did her own thing. But, you know, but so I finally got to get to the aid station and I'm just like done, just, just wrecked completely. Um, and I, I think I eat a little bit, I forget what, and then drink some water, um, maybe drink some soda. And I asked one of the aid station workers, like, Hey, I'm going to go over there and like try to take a nap real quick. Can you just yell at me in like 15 minutes if I... I'm not up. <laughs> She's like, yeah, sure. So I go over. Um, I just sit down and I just like put my hands um, on my knees and then I like, put my head down on it. I'm just so exhausted, but I can't sleep, which is like the real kicker. Like I just want to sleep, but I can't. So I just keep my eyes closed for about 10 minutes. I was like, well, that's about as much as you're going to get. So like, let's just go. Um, so I get up, start moving forward again. 
and I'm just walking slow, just like, I just feel so destroyed at this point. Um, and I just start making my way. And I mean, I'm just doing like 25, probably 30 minute miles, like closer to 30 minute miles at this point. And it's just taking forever. So like the last three miles has taken me like an hour, you know, <laughs> instead of like, um, 15 minutes at most, it's like taking me an hour. Like this is how slow that I'm moving. And it's like, this is my top gear. I can't go faster. And, you know, move through all those miles and I'm just drudging along, just hurting so much and get towards the end. And like right at the end, there is a bunch of just gnarly hills, like really steep, long, winding hills. They're muddy. And I don't quite remember. Um, I just remember I would go up a really steep hill and then you get to a parking lot that's really close to the finish line. So every hill I would get on, I would think like, this is the one, this is the one that takes me up to the parking lot. I'm almost there. And I would get to the top of this hill and it just goes right back down again. And I will go down the hill and the trail goes back up the hill. I'm like, this is the one. And then it goes back down the trail. And I just probably went up and down these like really long, rough hills for um, five, six times. Um, I had another guy that was kind of walking with me too, that he was um, doing the 100 just feeling real beat up. So we just kind of slowly made our way up and down these muddy hills of just like felt never ending. It felt like it was never gonna end. And then finally, you know, get to the top. And like this whole time I'm just going over, I had a mantra for this race. Uh, it was by a man named David Goggins. He's a ultra runner, someone like I, I look to for inspiration. And he has a quote, don't stop when you're tired, stop when you're done. Um, and I just repeated that to myself. I don't know how many times in the last five miles and over the course of the entire race, but it was like countless times of just don't stop when you're tired, stop when you're done. Don't stop when you're tired, stop when you're done. Um, I just kept saying that to myself over and over and over again. I finally get to the last climb, get up into the parking lot. At this point, I'm within like a half mile of the finish line. Me and this other dude, I mean, we're walking and I'm just, we're just both limping our way. Then we limp our way, you know, down this gravel road, down a hill, turn the corner, finish line is gonna be like right there. People, you know, some people cheering, ringing bells and stuff like that. Um, and you know, all my other races, I had energy to start running, you know, to cross the finish line. Even this, like with people cheering, like, yeah, yeah, you did it. Like, I was like, I can't run. I, I literally cannot run. Um, so me and this dude just limped across the finish line. Um, they give us our medals and stuff. Um, and it's just like, like, I just go sit down to process everything. And, you know, it was a really amazing experience, just like super amazing. And I'm just kind of soaking it in the grass. And eventually, you know, I, I make my way to my car. I just took a nap for a while, you know, drove home. But all in all, like it was a, it was a wild experience. I didn't know that, um, I didn't really know that I could do that, honestly. I, I kind of thought there was a chance I could do it, but you know, now I know that like, this is something that I can do. And you know, the crazy thing about it is like, I wasn't able to train that much for it. Um, I was, I'm not like genetically gifted in any way. I could say that for, you know, I, I'm just like, you know, I'm not some genetic freak or anything. I'm just like fair, pretty normal. And what it really showed me was that we all are so much more powerful than we think, you know, and, you know, I feel like it's easy maybe for someone to look and like, well, you know, I run a lot and, you know, maybe I'm a fitness coach, like whatever. But, um, 
I'm telling you, like everyone has so much more ability and power than they think they do. I mean, every single person, like I don't care who you are, like what condition, medical condition or anything, there's so much more power and ability within you than you could ever imagine. So that was like my biggest takeaway is that we are all so much more powerful than we think we are. We all are so much more capable than we think we are. And um, yeah, this it was it was a really amazing experience. And I guess finally I want to thank everyone. Like I got so many people that messaged me, it's like super kind, encouraging things um, before and after the race. I just appreciate everyone so much. Um, I, I I don't think I've been able to run it with just like all the support of everyone and um, I don't know everyone having my back, cheering me on like that. That was it was just a wonderful experience from start to finish. The race was incredible. The people who ran the race are incredible. The entire experience was just so memorable. Um, it was so worth it, you know. So for now, I'm just gonna rest up. I have a stress fracture in my left shin. The like cramp that I thought I had was actually a stress fracture. Um, it's getting better, but um, it's probably gonna take a few more days still. So I've just been like sitting on the couch. Um, kind of re-collecting um, my brain and body. Um, but yeah, great experience. Um, incredible, incredible, just everything. Very thankful for it and for everyone around me. Yep, yeah, that's the race recap.